Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod and on Twitter at tck underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at tckpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Episode 330 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast, a.k.a. TCK pod congratulations if you are in your fantasy championship week if this happens to be your fantasy semis or the first of two weeks some fantasy teams do back-to-back competitions in that final week there so you're looking at week 17 as well again we don't recommend that but again congratulations for making it this far I am in three championships of my seven leagues so I'm feeling good about that hope everyone is doing well we're excited to get into week 17 Next week, I will be with you. Um, I will coast through the end of this (laughs) with everybody. We'll be going over waiver wires one more time. We'll be getting into start sits one more time. We will drive you through week 17. A lot of the larger podcasts shut down after this particular week. So we will be with you getting through week 17. Don't worry about that. If you're tuning out, we understand. We respect that. No worries. We'll have some DFS stuff when the NFL playoffs start, but we will have week 17 content with you as well. So tune back next week for this week, though, all the marbles. It's all on the line right now for most of us, me included, my team included week set uh, week 16 coming up at you. Uh, This is where we can win those hashtag TCK titles. If you're in it, I want to hear how you got there. Um, Leave us a five-star review and rating on wherever you listen to your podcast and let us know in the comments there, how you got there. Was it a a bad beat for the other person? Did you smash? You pick up somebody on your waiver wire. Did you coast on a streaming quarterback or tight end? Did you have a handcuff pull through for you? Did you stream a wide receiver three that went off this week? Um, What happened? Did you pick up a DST, a kicker? make a trade, something crazy. Let us know what happened. Hit us up in the DMs. Of course, you heard it in the intro. You hear it in the outro. Hit us up on Instagram, fantasyfootball underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. I want to hear the stories of how everything went down for you and how you got to your championship and how many leagues you are playing for the championship in. All right, y'all, you know how we do this, ballers and stallers. First episode of the week, let's get into the top performers and the uh, performers that unfortunately let you down this week when it matters most. I had a real, I had two real close matches this week, came up short, but I got through in three others. So you win some, you lose some, but uh, hopefully you are also in a good place. So we'll go through the ballers and stallers, and then we will get into the week 16 waiver wire pickups and targets. Now there should only be two people looking for these top waiver wire pickups. If you are not in the championship, I strongly recommend you do not pick up players unless it's a dynasty or a keeper league that allows you to do this. If you're in a regular redraft league and you are eliminated from contention, unless there is um, some sort of prize for the consolation, I would stay out of the waivers this week. Now, what I mean by that is, 
don't set waivers tonight, tomorrow, whenever they run to get first dibs on players. Let your, let the two people in your league who are playing for the championship, give them the opportunity to go after those players. If they get them, they get them. They're playing for the championship. It's their right. If they don't get them, they're still available. You can then go out there the next day. And once waivers clear, it's fair game for sure. But I highly recommend that you keep it, um, keep the integrity there of your league to let them get first dibs on the championship. Just my thoughts there. So just a, just a couple, you know, a couple words of advice there, I guess, to keep good camaraderie in your league. Okay, y'all, let's get into it. Week 16, week 15, ballers and stallers coming up. Week 16, waiver wire targets, episode 330, TCK pod. Let's get it. Jalen Hurts up at the top of your quarterbacks, 38 fantasy points, absolutely incredible game, 338 yards passing, three touchdowns, 11 carries, 63 yards, and a rushing score as well. Jalen Hurts is the truth, should be the starter moving forward. The question is, do they hang on to Carson Wentz as a very, very expensive backup? Where they try to trade him. I don't see anybody taking on that contract. They can't cut him, of course. Very interesting situation in Philadelphia. Number two, Josh Allen. This happened on Thursday, so you got an early lead. Hopefully you held on to it. 359 and two. Three carries, 33 yards, and two rushing scores as well from Josh Allen. Number three, Ryan Tannehill. 273 and three. 21 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Kyler Murray, 406 and three. 400 yards for Kyler Murray on the day against the Eagles, 29 on the ground and a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, 243 and three, 35 on the ground and a score. And Justin Herbert, 314 on Thursday night against the Raiders, 14 yards and a touchdown there. So, uh, you know, quite the theme up at the top of the top six. Also, Marcus Mariota had um, 226 in the touchdown through the air, nine carries, 88 yards and a touchdown on the ground as well, filling in for Derek Carr. So, you know, seven of the top nine, uh, seven of the top 10 um, had a rushing score. So, again, huge upside there with those running quarterbacks. Also in the mix, uh, did not get a rushing score, but Matt Ryan, 356 and three. Patrick Mahomes, 254 and three. And Deshaun Watson, 373 and two. 25 yards on the ground, but no scores. A couple honorable mentions there for the ballers. Tom Brady, 390 and two. Should have had over 404, uh, but Leonard Fournette was able to get two um, short range uh, inside the five yard uh, touchdowns. So he had Brady had two receivers fall down basically within the five yard line and uh, Leonard Fournette capitalized on there. But Brady very close to four touchdown performance there. Baker Mayfield remains hot. He is the number three quarterback in fantasy football over the last four weeks. This week, 297 and two. Drew Brees returns after multiple weeks out with those fractured ribs, 334 and three. Uh, the Saints come up a field goal short of the Chiefs, but a very good performance there from Brees and the Saints. I expect them to be all systems go moving forward. Kirk Cousins, 271 and two, Tua Tungavaloa, 145 and none through the air, but he did have two rushing scores. Aaron Rodgers, 143 and one, but a rushing score as well. And Ryan Finley, who was not played in any leagues, but just 89 yards passing. However, he did have a passing touchdown to Gio Bernard on the dump off. Also had a rushing touchdown as well to seal the game. A pretty impressive performance by uh, Ryan Finley. Andy Dalton, Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, Garner Minshew, and Matt Stafford, uh, as well as Jared Goff, kind of squeeze over that 15 um, standard fantasy points mark there for you. 
couple names that you may have started in single or super flex leagues that could have let you down a little bit. Dwayne Haskins, not terrible, 295 and a touchdown, but under four, uh, 15 fantasy points. Unfortunately, I do have to mention, if you haven't heard yet, Dwayne Haskins is a moron. Uh, I said this when he got drafted, that he was going to be Jameis Winston 2.0. Um, here he is, uh, being an idiot. He apparently went out to a strip club, is the uh, the <laughs> initial diagnosis. Um a, during the COVID situation, which is just dumb. B, apparently unmasked. And C, posted on social media, which is the best. That's that's when you know you're actually dumb, is when you do stupid shit and then you post it online for everybody to see that you're dumb. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, I think, like Jameis, has all the, you know, all the talent in the world. Dude's a moron. Uh, I've mentioned this on the podcast a couple of times in reference to Jameis Winston. My dad growing up used to refer to guys that I played baseball and football with growing up. They would have all the talent in the world and they'd be stupid. They get in trouble off the field. They skip school. Um, they get in trouble with the cops. They do dumb shit at drunken parties, whatever. And they would, you know, get suspended, do whatever. And they would ruin these opportunities, maybe get scholarships and stuff out of high school. And he would refer to them as million dollar arms and 10 cent heads. And I think that absolutely uh, equates to a number of NFL players, but certainly Jameis Winston and Dwayne Haskins uh, said it when he got drafted. He just gave me the kind of attitude and swagger uh, in a negative way that Jameis does. And uh, sure enough, here he is. So looks like uh, Dwayne Haskins will probably get suspended by the NFL. Certainly should by the team, but of course their owners a piece of shit as well. And uh, sorry to, to rag on the uh, football team. Um, but outside of uh, honestly, Dwayne Haskins and, and Daniel Snyder, the owner need to go. Those two guys left. I would be, I would actually be a football team fan. I love Ron Rivera. I love Alex Smith. I love what they're doing on defense. I think their offense is growing uh, chase um, uh, you know, along that defensive line, uh, Terry McLaurin, these guys I think are great. Chase Young's a beast. I just can't root for Dwayne Haskins and I can't root for Daniel Snyder. So unfortunately I'm out on the football team, um, but they're just constantly in legal trouble and it's just, uh, just a mess. So I digress. Let's move on. Sam Darnold, 207 and one, maybe a, a let down a little bit. I mean, honestly, he might've overperformed for where you thought he was going to be against the Rams. Of course, the jets get the accidental win against the Rams there and ruin their uh, top opportunity to get, um, <laughs> to get Trevor Lawrence. And now they're looking at probably Justin Fields or whomever else they feel. Maybe they're just going to sell off, you know, the pick for a bunch of other picks, which I think is probably the best move for them at this point. Anyway, good performance from Sam Darnold and the Jets and NFL, like got the win, but for fantasy, not so much. Mitch Trubisky, just 202 and one. Uh, Cam Newton, 209, no touchdowns at all. Russell Wilson remains struggling against Washington. Saw this coming. He was one of my sits of the week, 121 and one, 52 yards on the ground, which is a nice buoy, but just one score and 121 yards. Um, Nick Mullins, Drew Locke, Colt McCoy, you know, some of these guys, Taysom Hill, Derek Carr, again, getting hurt with that groin early, definitely affected your chances there. And Ben Roethlisberger, 170 and one versus the Bungles. The Bengals get the win over the Steelers, of course. So huge upside there. And uh, Big Ben and Russell Wilson are borderline unstoppable um, or unstartable, I should say, uh, at this point, which is really disappointing. You thought that both those guys in these high octane offenses early in the season would be unstoppable. But now they are, frankly, unstartable, unfortunately. Let's move on to the running backs here. 
Tony Pollard gets the kind of last minute start for the Cowboys and maybe in-house it wasn't last minute, but for us in fantasy world, Zeke Elliott was deemed out of this game like an hour before kickoff or so people were able to scoop up Tony Pollard and I'll be totally honest um, against the 49ers. I picked up Tony Pollard in two or three leagues and I spot started him in one that I had to, but in other leagues I didn't. Um, I just didn't have the guts to play him in this offense. That's usually terrible. And against the 49ers who are not the 49ers of last year, but still pretty good against the run. Um, so I did not start Tony Pollard in, uh, I think, two of the three leagues I picked him up in, unfortunately. Um, one league I – or two leagues I won anyway, and in one league it would have made the difference. Um, but I would have had to sit like Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, or Dalvin Cook. And obviously Nick Chubb didn't pan out, but there's no way anybody's doing that. So I feel like my thought process was in the right uh, right area, but uh, obviously Tony Pollard got it done. A lot of it came on a, a last-minute, like – you know, four minutes left in the game or whatever. He had a 40 yard touchdown that obviously helped um, seal it, but uh, otherwise great performance, 12 carries, 69 yards, two touchdowns, six catches on nine targets, 63 yards. You love to see that there from Tony Pollard. We talked about this a lot last week. We're going to talk about it again this week. Zeke is just not as good as Tony Pollard right now. Tony Pollard has fresh legs. He's younger. He's more agile. He's explosive. Uh, Zeke was incredible for two or three years in fantasy football, but Tony Pollard is better than he is right now. Now, maybe all that changes when Dak comes back. Maybe all that changes when the offensive line gets healthy. Um, I don't think so, though. And it's going to be interesting, like Philadelphia with uh, Hurts and Wentz. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Pollard and Zeke and Dak uh, coming into Dallas camp next year. Tony Pollard should be a starter in the NFL. We'll see what happens. David Montgomery, number two, remains very hot in the fantasy uh, down the stretch here. 32 carries, a career high, 146 yards and two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook up in the top, number three, 24 carries, 132 yards and a touchdown. Look, he went up against Chicago. Everybody was concerned about it. I was as well. You can't, you know, you can't sit Dalvin Cook, but I was concerned about the matchup. Vaunted Chicago defense, uh, but Dalvin Cook gets his and, and, you know, number three on the week, JD McKissick, number four, 13 carries, 51 yards, not bad on the ground, but nine catches on 10 targets, 56 yards and a touchdown. I am a huge fan of JD McKissick. I mentioned him for weeks on this podcast on waiver wires, spot starts, PPR, whatever. I was concerned about him this particular week because I wasn't sure that Dwayne Haskins was going to check down as much as Alex Smith does. Sure enough, it was in the game plan and he did with Antonio Gibson missing time and Peyton Barber, frankly, just being, you know, um, unusable. He did get a short yardage touchdown in this one, but otherwise not being very effective. I think JD McKissick is still a, um, you know, a, a, a must start. I feel comfortable with him going into the championship game. If you have to do it, especially if Alex Smith can come back and play this next week with um, uh, Dwayne Haskins out, I think JD McKissick will get plenty of work there. Derrick Henry, number five, not as explosive as we thought, but I mean, you can't hate on, 147 yards and a touchdown, but I think everyone expected like 202. (laughs) So not a letdown because he's top five on the week, but I think people actually expected a bigger performance from Derrick Henry against the uh, Lions. Aaron Jones, 20 for 145 and a score as well. Number six, David Johnson, just eight for 27 on the ground, but 11 catches on 11 targets for 106 yards through the air. So that's a great buoy with Duke Johnson out. David Johnson became the Duke Johnson and the David Johnson in the offense. That's huge. If Duke misses more time, I like David again, especially in the past game. So that 
like raises his floor. He didn't even score in this game. And he had 24 fantasy points um, with all that work in the past game. So love that moving forward. Melvin Gordon, uh, 81 total yards, but did get two touchdowns. Gio Bernard versus the Steelers. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, 26 total touches, 25 of those carries, 83 yards and a touchdown on the ground. Also had a 14 yard um, little kind of a, a, a middle post route over the linebackers, um, split three defenders and uh, ended up scoring. So great game by Gio Bernard and the Bengals. Again, they get that upset win uh, by 10 points over the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. DeAndre Swift, two touchdowns, just 67 yards on the ground, but he does get two scores. Um, Savon Ahmed, 23 carries, 122 yards and a touchdown. Great game from him. Leonard Fournette, again, falls into the end zone twice, but Brady should have had those as passing touchdowns. Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 76 yards and a touchdown. So terribly inefficient, but he does get in the end zone, 20 fantasy points. He'll take it. But again, I'm not a huge Josh Jacobs fan. I'll get into that over the offseason. Benny Snell, Jonathan Taylor, and um, Devin Singletary get rushing touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, Ty Johnson get receiving touchdowns. And then some honorable mentions here in kind of that 12 to 15 range for you. Uh, Chase Edmonds gets a receiving score. Um, J.K. Dobbins, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb. James Robinson, who left with an injury and questionable this week. Carlos Hyde, a 50-yard touchdown. Darrington Evans, who was the backup for Derrick Henry, had a receiving score. And Frank Gore, 59 yards and a touchdown as well. Jeff Wilson also had a rushing score, but also questionable this week for the 49ers. Some stallers here. Austin Eckler, um, just 79 total yards and 17 touches. The Chargers all came in questionable everybody on the chargers came in questionable thursday night except for justin herbert uh eckler was questionable keenan allen had the fiasco we know about that i'll talk about that in a second with the receivers mike williams came in questionable got hurt and left hunter henry came in questionable he played through it and actually had a great game but the chargers were kind of a mess heading into this game and the raiders are the raiders and you know they gave up 30 points but they were able to bottle up um, Austin Eckler and he just wasn't very explosive so definitely stalled out there for you in the fantasy semis uh, Latavius Murray just 29 total yards he did have a receiving score but not much work otherwise Lynn Bowden Jr. big pickup on waivers he did have seven targets six catches but just 37 yards so not much there Miles Sanders again racks up the opportunity 18 carries but um, you know 90 total yards fine didn't score though and this is kind of what I said. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and hate on Miles Sanders. He's a great player. But uh, with a mobile quarterback and what was a very high-scoring game, um, you know, the, the Eagles put up 20 – excuse me, the Eagles put up 26 points, and they're basically chasing the, the Cardinals the entire game, and he has uh, two targets for one catch and 26 yards. Um, you would think they would get him more involved. And obviously the running is game scripted out. I, I respect that. But, you know – it is not in Jalen Hurts' nature to be checking down in this offense, and that's going to be a problem for Miles Sanders moving forward. James White, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, uh, who left this game, did the splits. Um, if you watched it, it looked pretty pretty rough. He he got um, kind of twisted up at the bottom of a pile. Le'Veon Bell should be taken over for the Chiefs the next few weeks. Um, Chris Carson, Mike Davis, Zach Moss, Philip Lindsay, Naheem Hines, uh, Cam Akers left this game as well. Uh, Raheem Mostert now set on IR with an ankle injury. Peyton Barber, um, Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, just another handful of names that unfortunately um, were stallers for you in your fantasy semis. And Todd Gurley 
really is the bottom of the food chain here. He's toast. I, I uh, had a guest appearance on um, Sack Attack and Advocates uh, podcast. Had a great time with those guys. So, so shouts out to uh, Sack Attack and Advocate. Go check out both them. Um, great pages, great podcast, great guys. Um, uh, had, a, had a great time vibing with them. Um, the other night on their podcast, but we talked about it for quite a while. And I basically just said that Todd Gurley is done and he is not somebody that I am going to draft and redraft next year. I didn't draft him this year in redraft. If he's on your dynasty team, get rid of him for whatever you possibly can. Um, he is not going to be a starting running back next year. I don't believe that. I think he's pretty much Mark Ingram at this point. He might start the season, but I expect the Falcons to pick up a running back or two in the draft or free agency. And um, I, you know, Todd Gurley will probably start the season potentially because he's fresh early, but once week seven, eight, nine come around, he starts slowing down. He's useless this time of year, three years in a row. And um, I expect, you know, a rookie or a younger back to take over at that point. Uh, so I would, um, fade Todd Gurley at all possible costs um, this week and next season and probably for the rest of his career. Unfortunately, he's in the fantasy football hall of fame for what he did for a couple of years. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, Todd Gurley is no longer Todd Gurley. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Calvin Ridley, huge game. Number one wide receiver. Uh, Julio Jones is out here. No surprise. Um, 10 for 163 and a touchdown. He also had another touchdown pretty much go through his hands. Uh, so it could have had a much bigger game there and flirted with about 40 fantasy points for Calvin Ridley, but huge game for him. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, nine for 169 and one on 11 targets. Great game for him, of course, late touchdown. Marvin Jones, number three, 10 catches, 112 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Remains very hot with Kenny Galladay out. Uh, Kenny Galladay technically still not on IR, but questionable and probably not going to play this week. I would imagine Stefan Diggs, 11 catches, 147 on 13 targets, no touchdown, but he also left late in this game and questionable. If John Brown is able to come back and they have Cole Beasley, they might fade, um, Stefan Diggs against the Patriots who without Stefan Gilmore, who is now out for the season with a torn quad, the bills can probably beat the Patriots without Stefan Diggs. And if they can do that, they want to rest him and make sure that he is 100% for the playoff run that the Bills are about to go on. So I would not be surprised, and you need to prepare for this, that Stephon Diggs may not play this week, um, whether he's just not able to injury-wise or if they just want to be have a you know precaution for him. So keep an eye on Stephon Diggs. He did get wrapped up in this game. Great game, obviously, and he's been on fire. But if John Brown comes back healthy this week and Cole Beasley's still out there, they have Gabriel Davis as well. Uh, Dawson Knox, the running backs have been fine, and Josh Allen. I think that can beat the Patriots without Gilmore, and they might uh, sit dig, so keep an eye there. Zach Pascal for the Colts gets two touchdowns. Well done for him. Brendan Ayuk remains on fire. 13 more targets, nine catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Robert Woods, a 40-yard rush, also 56 yards receiving and a touchdown. Corey Davis, 110 in a touchdown, a big 70-plus yard touchdown from Ryan Tannehill early, helped buoy that, of course. Antonio Brown catches a deep bomb from Tom Brady, finally, 5 for 93 and 1. Deontay Johnson, 13 targets, 8 catches, 59 yards and a touchdown. Could have had a much bigger game per usual, but he dropped passes or they were uh, uncatchable. Again, the Steelers came out flat. The Bengals did not. They came out, punched them in the mouth, and 
pretty much over before it started in this game and the Bengals get the huge upset. CD Lamb, five for 83 on seven targets. DJ Moore, six for, <clears throat> excuse me, six for 30, 131 um, on their, uh, uh, for their score. CD Lamb is this high because he returned a onside kick from the 49ers for a touchdown. So if you look at his line, he just has five catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. That would be 13 and a half fantasy points. Um, but he gets an extra six because he ran in an onside kick attempt by the 49ers. So if you're looking at that and you're like, where did all the other points come from? It's on the stat sheet. That's what happened there. Cole Beasley remains hot, 10 targets, eight catches, 112 yards, no touchdown. Jarvis Landry, Kendrick Bourne catches a Hail Mary from CJ Beathard, Justin Jefferson, eight for 104, no touchdown there. Russell Gage scores Greg Ward for the Philadelphia Eagles, two touchdowns from Jalen Hurts. Then you had Tyreek Hill catches a touchdown. Mike Evans, 110, uh, no score, but over 100 yards there. Darnell Mooney has a touchdown. Jacoby Myers, 111 yards. Marquise Brown, 98. A.J. Brown, Tyron Johnson, Kiki QT, and Chris Godwin all have touchdowns, as well as Chad Hansen for the Houston Texans, if you had a spot start with him. A couple of guys that may have let you down there with about 10 to 12 or less fantasy points in PPR. Uh, Jamison Crowder, six for 66. Larry Fitzgerald did have a score, but just 35 yards. Allen Robinson, four for 83. Tough year. He's had an excellent down uh, uh, bit of games down the stretch, but kind of a tough um, matchup there being, you know, double teamed the entire game. Uh, and David Montgomery was getting all the work with 13 or 32 carries. So, Tough game for Allen Robinson to kind of pull a, not a dud. He had 83 yards, but um, definitely disappointing uh, with the way he had been playing. Brandon Cooks, six for 59. Emmanuel Sanders, four for 76. Rashard Higgins, four for 76 as well. Michael Gallup had a touchdown, but just 26 yards. Darius Slayton, four for 74. And Devontae Adams, probably the biggest uh, bust this week, the biggest uh, staller. 10 targets, 77 catches, and 42 yards. I expect him to have a huge game. Sunday night against the uh, Tennessee Titans. So all of you that made it through with Devontae Adams, I am someone that has Devontae Adams. And um, uh, let's see, one, two, two of my uh, three uh, championship rosters, um, Devontae Adams, I expect to go absolutely nuts this game against the uh, Tennessee Titans. So count on that. T.Y. Hilton usually, you know, crushes the, the Houston Texans, just four for 71 in this one. Um, and then a couple other names that may be a little bit deeper, D.K. Metcalf, D.J. Chark, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Juju Schmidt-Schuster, um, some of these guys just unfortunately did not get it done this particular week when you needed them the most. Let's get into tight ends, and then a quick shout-out to DSTs and kickers. Tight ends, Darren Waller back up at the top, 9 for 150 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Logan Thomas, number two this week, 13 catches, 15 targets, 101, no score, but 23 fantasy points without a touchdown there for Logan Thomas. Huge game for him. Travis Kelsey, number three, eight for 68 and a touchdown on 12 targets. Noah Fant bounces back from his illness last week, eight for 68 and one on 11 targets. Mark Andrews, uh, 66 and a touchdown. Hunter Henry, 65 and a touchdown. Tyler Higby, um, 67 and a touchdown. Austin Hooper, 41 and a touchdown. Tyler Conklin, not Irv Smith Jr. for the Vikings. Tyler Conklin, 57 and a touchdown. Hayden Hurst, 21 and a touchdown. Dawson Knox, 36 and a touchdown. And Robert Tunyon, 18 yards, but he did get a score. A couple stallers there was single digits. Um, Dalton Schultz uh, did have a score, but just 14 yards there. Um, Zach Ertz, 69 yards, not bad, but 
um, just two for seven. So five incompletions his way and no touchdown. Evan Ingram, four for 46, no touchdown. Uh, Dallas Goddard, four for 39. Irv Smith, a big streamer, three for 37. Rob Gronkowski, three for 23. And then Jared Cook, two for 29. Jimmy Graham, two for 25. And Cole Komet, another big streamer, two for 12. Let's get into the DSTs. We'll give a shout out to the top DSTs and the bottom DSTs here that gave you negative. So the Bills against the Denver Broncos have 13 fantasy points. Uh, they did have a touchdown, a fumble recovery, and three sacks. The Ravens versus the Jaguars, fumble recovery, and five sacks and a safety. The Cowboys had a touchdown, two uh, interceptions, two fumble recoveries, two sacks. The Bengals had an interception, a fumble, two fumble recoveries, and one sack. Seattle Seahawks, two interceptions, four sacks. The Miami Dolphins had a fumble recovery and three sacks. And the Arizona Cardinals versus the Philadelphia Eagles, six sacks. And the Panthers had five sacks against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the um, Green Bay Packers. Quick note here, there was four safeties uh, this week in the NFL, which is quite unheard of. DSTs that gave you zero or negative fantasy points, the Chargers versus the Raiders gave you zero. The Giants versus the Browns, zero. Eagles versus the Arizona Cardinals, zero. Texans versus the Colts, zero. The Falcons versus the um, Falcons have been playing quite well lately against the Buccaneers, negative one. The Raiders versus the Chargers, negative three. Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Baltimore Ravens, negative three. The Broncos versus the Buffalo Bills, negative six. And the worst DST performance this week was the Detroit Lions against the Tennessee Titans um, with negative seven fantasy points. Get into the kickers here, and then we will take a quick break and get into the waiver wire. Top kicker on the le- on the week. Rare that you see a Bears kicker up at the top, but Cairo Santos getting it done with 18 fantasy points. Absolutely crushing it. Uh, four for four on his field goals, three of those being 40-plus yards. Nick Folk, number two with 15. Tyler Bass and Greg Zerline with 12. Young Way Koo, Rodrigo Blankenship, and Sam Ficken with 11. Jason Myers, Joey Sly, Robbie Gold, and Matt Gay with 10 fantasy points. Let's go to the single-digit fantasy points here that may have let you down with five or less as a kicker. Chris Boswell, just five. Michael Badgley, four. Dustin Hopkins, four. Will Lutz, three. Jake Elliott, Cody Parkey, Aldrick Rosas, two. And Jason Sanders, who's actually been one of the top kickers in the NFL and for fantasy football all season long, had just uh, one fantasy point. He missed – a field goal and an extra point. So uh, he unfortunately only had um, uh, one uh, fantasy point there. All right, quick uh, break again, just to thank you all for tuning in for this entire season. It is week 16. I will be with you in week 17. So tune back. Um, And I will get in at the end of next week. And then the week after I'll get into kind of off season what it's going to look like through the NFL playoffs. Once fantasy's done, we're going to have some DST action um, or DST, sorry, DFS action. If you're interested in some of that stuff, sports betting and whatnot, uh, we'll be having some guests on to talk about some of that stuff that we don't usually cover on here for the NFL playoff portion. And then I will go over what we're going to do in the off season, how we get ready for the next season. I get a lot of questions every off season of like how we handle the podcast, what we do behind the scenes, how we get the draft guide ready for you, how we're going to pick in the listener league, um, do a lot of that stuff. And 
<clears throat> I will walk all of you through that. I've learned a lot this season through the pandemic and having more time at home because of my work situation. And uh, I've spent more time on the podcast and fantasy than I ever have before this particular season. I've learned a lot um, for better or for worse. And uh, I will be sharing a lot of that with you. If you're interested in like starting your own podcast or starting your own page or getting involved with myself, we need team members. Um, we always use, uh, could use help. Um, here at the TCK pod. So if you're a writer, you're a content creator, if you're a graphic designer, um, if you're somebody that you think uh, can handle podcast, um, you know, uh, uh, spacing the way that we do it on here, and you want to do a particular series yourself, reach out, reach out to us on social media, reach out to us in the um, comment section of where you leave a five star review and rating, and uh, let us know that you're interested. And I would love to have a conversation with you. If you aren't aware yet, Lucas is on the team because he reached out to me out of the blue, said he had something to offer me. We got on a phone call. We talked. We had one, two, three episodes, I think, to check it out. Realized that we really kicked it off. Boom. We've been together for two years. Bobby joined right before the season this year, got a hold of me, said he wanted to come on the pod. I invited him as a guest, knocked it out of the park. Bam. He's been with us every single week to do the early game slate. Dweez Nuts was more of a Twitter uh, connection originally, but he came on to fill in for a couple um, episodes when Lucas and myself were gone as just a guest. And then we realized what he was bringing. So boom, we gave him his own segment with the stat rats on Tuesday. Uh, you know, again, and then Chris Benavides, good friend of the podcast um, at the commish side um, became more and more part of what we do. He was a guest constantly. And we're like, you know what, man, why don't you just come on and help us with the TCK pod listener league previews. He's in the league. Uh, he has his own league. They run their own podcast. He's good at what he does. He's the host on his side. So we wanted to bring him in as well. So look, if you want to be a part of the team, I'm not guaranteeing spots because I can't have everybody that wants to be here necessarily. However, we do have opportunity. I need content creators. I need graphic designers. I could use another voice or two on the podcast, depending on what you're doing. We could use production help. We're going to be bringing in um, YouTube more this next season. So some video editing would be crucial. Any of that stuff would be very, very helpful. So if you're looking to hone your chops in the fantasy world, I could use the help. I would love to have you on the team. Reach out to us. You can direct it to me directly, Sky, or you can reach out in general and I will get back to you. So appreciate that. And um, again, I will go into more of that stuff uh, after week 17. Next week will be more of the same that you're used to uh, heading into week 17. And then after that, uh, when the fantasy playoffs start, we'll be doing DFS and stuff like that. Um, but I will also be getting into like previewing the next uh, year. We'll have fantasy awards and some of that other stuff. So keep tuning in with us. All right, let's get into the week 16 waiver wire pickups. Blaze through this as quickly as I can for you. I have a lot of names. I have a ton of names here for you. Um, but I wanted to just kind of give you a list. Usually I write out a big paragraph for a bunch of different players this is it. This is the final week for most of you, or it's the second to last week. I just wanted to give you a bunch of names to see who's available. Cause I understand that most times I recommend a guy it's because they're available in let's say quote unquote, 53% of leagues. Well, the reality is if you're in a competitive league, a guy like cam acres is not available, right? That's just not how it works. So the metrics are off sometimes. So I spend all this time writing a big article on why you should pick up cam acres. And inevitably it's like, no shit. Uh, if he's available, go get him. but he's probably not available so i'm going to give you a list of name per position per usual do your best with it go get that hashtag tck title we'll start up at the quarterback position here jalen hurts obviously if he's still available go get him at dallas 13th easiest matchup versus quarterbacks tom brady at detroit fourth easiest matchup versus quarterbacks 
Ronald Jones probably out again this week due to COVID. I don't trust Leonard Fournette. Tom Brady should have had 404 last week. Ryan Tannehill just had five touchdowns um, against them. I think it's going to be a smash. Go get Tom Brady. Drew Brees back, looks healthy. He was rusty the first half, but came back and almost beat the Chiefs late. I like them. Drew Brees first Minnesota on Friday. On Friday, let's not forget that it's a Christmas Day special. Friday matchup, we'll be covering that, of course, with uh, Lucas later in the week. Um, but the uh, Saints take on the Vikings, 13th easiest matchup versus opposing quarterbacks. Marcus Mariota, my man, should be taking over for Derek Carr this week with the uh, groin issue. Uh, the Raiders get the Miami Dolphins seventh fewest fantasy points, but he does give you that rushing floor if you need him in super flex leagues. And Baker Mayfield, again, probably unavailable, but uh, against the Jets, third easiest matchup, third best quarterback over the last four weeks, Baker Mayfield. Okay, I'll give you 10 running backs, 10 wide receivers, and five tight ends. Here we go. 10 running backs. Darrell Henderson for the Rams at Seattle, eighth e- easiest. Cam Akers is going to be out this week. Go get Darrell Henderson. Tevin Coleman, I do not feel good about this, but Raheem Mostert's on IR. Jeff Wilson left the game injured. Uh, Jarek McKinnon is not trustworthy, and he's not healthy necessarily either. They might have to just roll with Tevin Coleman out of necessity. 13th fewest fantasy points for the Cardinals. You could do better than Tevin Coleman, but if he's the only one available, he should get, you know, 20 touches in this game. Although he could pull a Frank Gore and give you 20 touches for 55 yards and a touchdown. So limited upside, but could get the work at least. Tony Pollard, obviously, if he's available still, I don't know if Zeke's going to play this week. It's up in the air. I don't see him playing. Dallas is out of it, and... I don't know why they would risk it necessarily. And Tony Pollard obviously proved he could be that number one last week. So he's not at the top of my list, but if he's available, you should get him. And if nothing else to play defense against your opponent, that maybe he doesn't get him or she doesn't get him. So Tony Pollard versus Dallas, or sorry, Tony Pollard for Dallas versus Philadelphia, 13th fewest fantasy points. But if Tony Pollard is a starter, you fire him up. Le'Veon Bell for the Chiefs. Look, CEH is going to be out probably this week, probably next week. Le'Veon Bell should get a bulk of the work. He can obviously run out of the passing game. He's not Le'Veon Bell of the past. Don't expect that. Uh, but he did have a receiving touchdown in this game. Um, so go check him out. Against Atlanta, seventh fewest. Gio Bernard, two touchdowns against the Steelers. I like him against Houston. Second easiest matchup for uh, fantasy running back. So go check out um, Gio Bernard if available. Ty Johnson for the Jets against Cleveland, 12th fewest. Lynn Bowden Jr. for Miami. Against the Raiders, ninth fewest. Ito Smith, the starter now for the Falcons, not Todd Gurley against the Chiefs, 16th fewest. Daria Gumbawale, uh, who sh- would be taking over for James Robinson if James Robinson does not play this week. He had an ankle injury last week, left the game early. Dari got a- the rest of the touches there. Keep an eye on him against the Bears. I don't love it, but we did see Dalvin Cook get some breathing room there. So 10th fewest. I don't love it, but if you're stuck, there's an option there. And then Peyton Barber, look, he's not going to get a lot of work. J.D. McKissick would be my guy in Washington, but Peyton Barber did score and he is a, it's a good running game there in Washington and they should have a pretty good game script against Carolina. So ninth easiest. Let's move on to the wide receivers. Emmanuel Sanders for the saints. Michael Thomas is out on IR. He will be out the remainder of the fantasy playoffs, at least getting ready for the NFL playoffs um, versus Minnesota. Second easiest matchup. I love Emmanuel Sanders this week. Curtis Samuel uh, getting carries and receiving yards at Washington. Second toughest, but I like Curtis Samuel. Zach Pascal, two touchdowns last week. He gets Pittsburgh this week, 11th toughest, but he's getting utilized. Um, check out Zach Pascal. Chad Hansen, you're basically banking on a touchdown, but 
obviously he's he's had 100 yards or a touchdown in two of the three games he's played uh and i like uh, chad hansen at least um going up against the uh, colts um then you have uh antonio brown um fourth easiest matchup against detroit again i expect tom brady to go nuts i'm gonna take ab as well alan lazard against tennessee sunday night sixth easiest um Russell Gage at Kansas City, fourth fewest. Greg Ward, two touchdowns last week at Dallas, third easiest. Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. Um, unless Julian Edelman comes back, which I think is also uh, a long shot, but if he does not, then Jacoby Myers at Buffalo, seventh few. So they're going to have to throw the whole game. So maybe he can just rack up the catches and yards for you. And then Tyron Johnson and Jalen Guyton, <clears throat> either for the Chargers versus Denver, 17th fewest fantasy points, but if Keenan Allen were to miss this game or Hunter Henry for some reason, or, you know, Mike Williams is out. I like both these guys. I think I would start probably Tyron Johnson, but Jalen Guyton has more upside. So it really depends on what you want. If you're looking for like six catches for probably 60 yard floor with the possibility of a touchdown, then Tyron Johnson's your guy. If you're looking for like boom bust and you're, you know, your opponent is stacked and you're looking for just kind of a, a big play Deshaun Jackson, kind of a week, that's more of a Jalen Guyton play there. Okay, five tight ends, and then we'll recap and get out of here. George Kittle, number one. This is obvious. It may not be obvious if you haven't been paying attention the last couple of weeks. He's been IR for a long time, but he does have a chance to come back and play against Arizona. Fifth fewest fantasy points against tight ends. Doesn't matter. If George Kittle's out there, I'm playing him. And you know what? If he puts up one catch for two yards and gets injured and leave i'm willing to sit with that because i know the upside and the floor with george kittle cj bethard for the 49ers is going to get the start nick mullins is out he's going to need shoulder surgery uh jimmy garoppolo is not able to come back yet they signed josh rosen for goodness sake uh off the buccaneers practice squad this week for the 49ers so jd uh Fun fact, George Kittle and C.J. Beathard played college together at Iowa, so they do have that rapport there. I do like George Kittle. If he comes back and he's active, I am playing him. Look for him under waiver wires. Noah Fant against the Chargers, seventh easiest matchup. Logan Thomas, um, 11th easiest matchup against the uh, Carolina Panthers. Should get Alex Smith back. That's definitely good. Jared Cook um, versus Minnesota, 13th fewest, but I like Jared Cook with Drew Brees back and Tyler Higby. Had a nice game first time in a while, and he's at Seattle. Should have to throw all over the yard there. 15th fewest um, points to tight ends, but again, game scripts should make that not matter necessarily, especially with Cam Akers out. Okay, quick recap on the waiver wire pickups at quarterback. Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Marcus Mariota, and Baker Mayfield. Running backs, Darrell Henderson, Tevin Coleman, Tony Pollard, Le'Veon Bell, Gio Bernard, Ty Johnson, Lynn Bowden Jr., or Lynn Bowden Jr., Ido Smith of the Falcons, Dario Gumbawale of the Jags, or Peyton Barber slash J.D. McKissick. I prefer J.D. McKissick. Wide receivers, Emmanuel Sanders, Curtis Samuel, Zach Paschal, Chad Hansen, Antonio Brown, Alan Lazard, Russell Gage, Greg Ward, Jacoby Myers, and Ty Johnson or Jalen Guyton. Ty Johnson for floor, Jalen Guyton for ceiling. And tight ends, George Kittle, if available, smash spot, you play him regardless if he's active. Otherwise, Noah Fant, Logan Thomas, Jared Cook, or Tyler Higby. All right, y'all, those are the ballers and sellers for week 15, the week 16 waiver wire pickups. 
This is episode 330 in the books. Again, appreciate you hanging out with us all week. Dweez Nuts coming up next with the week 16 uh, stat rat breakdown, diving deep into some particular matchups. We got Lucas back this week to break down the Friday game. Again, no Thursday game, but we have a game on Christmas. So tune into that. And we have um, Bobby LaMarco coming in for the early game slate per usual as well. And Chris Benavides will be back for the TCK Listener League recap and preview and find out who made it in to the Veteran League and Rookie League TCK Listener Championship Games. Big matchups this week, a couple of upsets, a familiar name in the TCK finals once again. Find out who it is. Tune back with us. We'll catch you next time. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're excited for what we can do this year for the holidays. Hope you're with uh, you and yours. Hope you're healthy um, and you are doing well and enjoying the rest of your fantasy football season. Best of luck this week. Week 16, all the marbles. Get those hashtag TCK titles. We'll catch you next time. Episode 330 in the books. Dweez Nuts coming up next. I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and I am out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 